welcome to the What's Your Niche or Niche podcast. I am Jessica Rodriguez, and I am a podcast manager, producer, editor, launch specialist, and pretty much anything that has to do with podcasts, I do it. In this podcast, you will learn directly from the experts on how they decided on their niche. They are going to take you through their journey, provide some great advice on how to discover your true calling, and they will provide you with some actionable steps to follow when selecting your specialty. Are you ready to find your niche? Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the What's Your Niche podcast. My name is Jessica Rodriguez, and I will be your host. And I am very excited to have Ashley Weigel on today. Ashley is a certified OBM, certified Dubsado specialist, and ClickUp extraordinaire. If you don't think systems are sexy, no worries. Ashley's abnormal love for systems and organization takes the pain out of your pain points. She thrives with working business owners who love jiving on their vision, but can't make heads or tails of how to stay organized on the back end. When the back end shines, your business was soar above the rest. Welcome, Ashley. I am so excited to have you here today. I'm so excited to be here, to finally be able to be here with you and have this conversation on your podcast. This is amazing. Yes, yes. It's going to be so beneficial for the the people that are just starting out and trying to figure out what they want to be and see if this is something that fits in for them. But uh, I met Ashley through another program called the Free Mama Movement that we both did, not at the same time, but we, we did the same program. Ashley was the person that helped me get connected to one of my amazing clients as their podcast manager, which is another thing that an OBM can do for a business, which is help them find the right person to make their processes work more efficiently. So before we get started, I need to ask you something. So the name of my podcast is What's Your Niche? Do you say niche or niche? Because people are very, very uh, passionate about the way to say it. This is one of those words that it's kind of just whatever comes out of my mouth. Like I'm kind of also a a neither, neither, either, either person. And it's whatever word comes out of my mouth at the time. So I don't have a great answer for that. (laughs) Yeah. And mine has always been niche, but like recently, because everybody, lots of people say niche now. And so, you know, I kind of intermingle them. I think niche sounds like a little, little bit more exotic. I don't know, just kind of prettier. Sounds (laughs) French. (laughs) It does. And it is, it's from, it's a French origin. I looked it up on, uh, in the dictionary and apparently in the U S niche wasn't even a pronunciation until like 2003 or something like that in the, our dictionary. So it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Okay. Anyway, Ashley. I want you to start by telling us what exactly you do for businesses and how you discovered this passion towards systems and keeping businesses organized. Yeah, we at GP Virtual Services, we do kind of a a wide variety of things. Like you mentioned, I became a certified online business manager and I have seen a lot of certified OBMs kind of take their business in different directions because we learn so much about how to run the back end of the business when we go through the training and through that certification. So when I started, I really started more hands-on, actually working on retainer with different clients, the team management aspect, the project management aspect, making sure that everything was running smoothly, everyone was hitting deadlines, and being that person who did most of the communication with the team. And then I was kind of the touch point for the actual CEO, so they weren't so involved in all that day-to-day. Um, I still love that. I enjoy that. I really enjoy working with the team. Um, And I know we've had that 
opportunity to be able to work together. So it was something I thoroughly enjoyed. But it, even having the opportunity to find the holes of who do we need to bring in and doing that hiring process is something I really enjoy as well. The hiring and onboarding and making sure people have the tools they need to succeed when they join the team. So that's kind of what I did when I was working with clients more on a retainer basis. But I also started discovering that the systems part was the aspect that I just absolutely adored, which is why we say we make systems sexy here. Because, you know, most of the time when people think about their processes and documenting and systems, they think, oh, gross, like they, that's sexy is the last word that comes to mind. But to me, when you have all of that stuff running and functioning and it's automated and things are being done for you and things are being delegated to the right people, that's sexy. And the reason it is, is because otherwise, without having those things in place, you can't take a week vacation. Your business can't function without you. You couldn't go off and do volunteer work if you wanted to. That's something that speaks to my heart. So that's why mm -hmm. I mentioned. Um, but when you have all of your six systems organized like that and set up in a way that is not fully reliant on you, then it really becomes sexy. It's, it's this integral part of the back end of your business running without you really hearing the noise in the background. So I started doing more project work. We started offering SOP manual setups for even larger companies, for people who they have something documented, but it's all over the place. No one knows how to access it. No one really knows that it's documented. Questions are asked over and over again, the same questions. Um, and then the business owner just falls back into being the bottleneck and wonders, why am I paying all these people to do all these things when I continue to have to do all the work, right? So that became our passion setting up SOP manuals. Um, like you mentioned, also we do ClickUp setups, we do Dubsado setups, finding the best way for each unique business, figuring out how to organize their own businesses and get things off of their plate. So that's kind of where we're at now. Um, we do a little bit of all the things, <laughs> even still a bit of retainer work in that aspect, but that's where my love of systems and making them sexy came from. Yes. And I know you love those systems and, you know, I have a love hate relationship with them, Ashley, <laughs> but the more clients I get, the more I'm appreciating them because now I have like several different podcast management clients. And the only way I can keep up with it is in using right now we're using Asana, giving people different assignments through the Asana and then keeping, you know, that way everybody knows where they, when things are due and where, you know, the next thing is coming up. So yeah, I, I'm really starting, I'm really appreciating it now. You know, I might not have when I was just, you know, <laughs> starting up and having to update everything, but I really am sticking to it and that's keeping me straight. Otherwise I'd, I'd pretty much get lost. But um, I think everyone has a set of skills and abilities that they're born with. And sometimes we don't realize how valuable these skills are. I know that one of my skills is being able to read people in situations. How did you realize that you had these skills that would help you become a successful OBM? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. And I kind of had an epiphany one day that helped me kind of think, wow, this really is what I should be doing. As you know, I started in the virtual world as a VA, especially for realtors. And then I became a transaction coordinator. I quickly realized that I was being very proactive with my, my realtors that I was working with. I was suggesting things. I was strategizing with them. 
One of my realtors was planning on opening a brokerage. And I was like, what about this step? What about that step? And I'm making these plans and thinking of things outside of the box that could be done. And then I discovered what the definition of an OBM was. And I said, this is me. This is, this is what I do like in my everyday life. And it brought me back to this moment when I was nine years old, we would take family road trips from Georgia up to Indiana, where my dad was from. And this is, you know, pre Google maps, pre Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, uh, GPS systems in the car. Right. So back in the day, my dad would get the big Atlas roadmap out. He would put me in the front seat as opposed to my grandma or my older brothers. And he would say, you're the best at doing this. So you're going to find a plan from Georgia to Indiana, the fastest route that avoids traffic, you know, find the major highways, et cetera. And so I would look at the roadmap and I was able to make a plan and a plan to me that I, in my brain, I thought, oh, everybody can do this. This makes sense. Like I'm going to plan out this road trip. But then I came to realize that not everyone thought the way that I thought. And so it's really interesting that you say that we're born with all these different abilities, but you know, when you're born with the abilities you're born with, you think everyone, yeah, you don't realize it's a special ability that not everybody has. Yes. No, I I understand. Yes, (laughs) exactly. But it's when I came to realize, Hey, this is what I do. I thought to myself, this is what I've always done. This was natural. This wasn't some forced thing. I am a planner. I am a researcher. I love to see a plan come to fruition. I don't like plans being changed to the last second. Like I have to like mentally regroup and deal with it. Like, <laughs> it is absolutely me 100%. This is what I was supposed to do. Yes. Yes. Now, actually, I know a lot of people out there don't realize what the difference is between a VA and OBM. Can you, you know, talk to that? Yeah. So I think nowadays the term VA is used really loosely. (laughs) When I think just VA, virtual assistant, I would think more so of a general admin kind of assistant, but then you have a lot of different other kinds of uh, VAs that people specialize in. So you might have a tech VA, or there might be a VA that's specifically to a specific software. They say, I am a ClickUp VA, or I am a Kajabi VA. So they are kind of at the assistant level they don't necessarily think of strategy, but they're handed task to do in whatever their expertise is. So maybe a general VA, their expertise is managing the inbox, the calendar, keeping everybody just kind of on task, making phone calls, et cetera. But the VA is handed the task. They wait for a task to be sent to them. They complete their task. And they're, they're a fantastic part of this whole system that we're creating that makes everything go round, right? Mm -hmm. But an OBM is the person that comes in and can step into the CEO's role. So the CEO can focus on not working in the business and managing the day-to-day, but they can actually be on the sales calls and do more marketing and grow their business, be more of the visionary, come up with the next big idea without being the bottleneck in in all of the day-to-day stuff. So the OBM comes in And while there is some doing, they're not necessarily the implementers. They figure out who is the best person for this task, or the CEO wants to do this. Now I, the OBM, will develop the plan, figure out who needs to do the task, figure out the timeline and delegate those things. Mm -hmm. The OBM thinks of strategy, thinks of future planning. Um, They do a lot of strategic quarterly and annual planning with the actual CEO. 
And so it's a very much, they're kind of managing the team, managing the whole process. And again, being able to take the CEO or the business owner out of all that, that minor details, right? And again, the VA does the actual doing, the task. They just wait to be assigned. They're not thinking forward. Yes, yes. And I know I've had people call me and they they tell me the same thing. They're like, I hired this person, but I'm basically still doing like all the work, you know, all the thinking and all the strategy because, you know, they're just waiting for me to tell them. And I was like, well, because you hired a virtual assistant, you hired a VA, which there's nothing wrong with being a VA. That's a particular set of skills that, and, and if you don't want to be in charge of the whole, you know, strategy and of the company, you know, so that's perfect for that. But if you want somebody who is going to, like you say, become your secondhand man for the CEO and kind of think on what ways to help fix the company or help, you know, move the company forward. You need an online business manager to help you do that. And so I was like, yeah, those it's two different things, you know? And so it, it kind of, it takes them a little while to understand what, you know, the difference is on that. Yeah. But uh, now if somebody wants to become an OBM, what steps do they need to take? Are is there a specific, a specific course that they have to take or is there anything like that they have to do? Do they need like a master's in business or a degree, a master's in, or a, just a general business degree or anything? Yeah, great question. The simple answer is no degree is needed. <laughs> People that have come from corporate backgrounds, I think it's often easier for them to speak the language initially, but it does not mean that it's impossible for someone who has not come from a corporate background with those degrees to become an OBM. Case in point, My degree is in radiologic technology. I worked for years in a major busy Atlanta area hospital doing radiology. Oh, yeah. That's not my degree. However, I think, again, this goes back to what you mentioned about is this naturally your skill set? So I would encourage someone who feels like planning, strategizing, forward thinking, those kind of things are in their natural skill set to not be deterred by not having some kind of degree or background in corporate. So from there, the next step is there are many people who call themselves OBMs and work as OBMs without any kind of certification or anything behind their name. Again, like you can absolutely find work that way. I became a certified OBM because I wanted to show myself that I could pass a certification, that I could pass you know, whatever project was thrown my way and learn more about the marketing aspect of it because I didn't have a background in that. So I went through the International Association of Online Business Managers because they have an official association and a directory that I have seen many requests for proposals come through from all over the world. And I think they're a very legitimate association. Having said that, there are other trainers and coaches that will teach people how to become an online business manager and their students have a lot of success as well. So a lot of different options, but don't feel deterred by the fact that you don't have a degree to get into this line of work. So I know one of the things that's really great about having an online business is you can work from anywhere. So Ashley is actually one of my uh, global friends. So Ashley, tell us where you live and now is it because you did live, you know, abroad that you think that the online business works better for you or what like pulled you toward online business? Uh, Yeah. So funny story. I'm a sweet Georgia peach originally. I know I mentioned Georgia earlier. 
that's where we came from. Even back when we were living in Georgia, I don't know how many times I searched from, for work from home work. I looked, I found scam after scam. I couldn't find anything legit. I loved working in the hospital. I absolutely love patient care, but I developed an autoimmune disease that made it very difficult for me to be on my feet for eight to 16, sometimes 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. Um, when we did move abroad, we live in Guatemala. We have been here for five plus years. Obviously I had to find something online. So at that time, the work that I found was teaching English, um, which again, I had fun with my students. I'm kind of that grammar Nazi friend that you don't want to be friends with because I'll correct your grammar. And so, yeah, that was perfectly fine for me, but the schedule was brutal And I finally got to a breaking point and decided this is not for me. I have to search for something else. And I heard about being a virtual assistant, did a search, and I found Lauren Golden's community, the Free Mama Movement, like you mentioned. And kind of the rest was history from there. Obviously, living the nomadic lifestyle, it has made me realize, okay, this is fantastic. I don't have to panic about making this tiny wage teaching English online. I can have a legitimate business and I can actually go anywhere in the world and keep my business. And so it has been a fantastic fit for what we're doing, but I really think for anyone, it's a fantastic fit if you want to have the flexibility of working from home. Yes. Yeah. I I know I do. I love the online business and I just can't even see myself going back to a nine to five, you know, or going into an office unless I'm just there to visit a client that I'm helping, you know, so I, I just can't see that anymore. It's just, it's just a, a total mind shift change. And I think a lot of people that happened to them during COVID, you know, cause they had to start working from home and the businesses saw that they can actually work from home if they're not ne- needed to actually work on an actual product or something, you know, they can actually work from home and do the same quality work and actually probably work longer. I think they, they had us working or not us, but you know, the people, that had to work from home that normally work in the office, I think they actually worked even more because they could get a hold of them like nonstop there. <laughs> so yeah, I do. I love the online world. And I love that I'm able to talk to people from all over the world too. Cause you know, you, of course, they're in, I guess, South America, but just all over, I have clients in Australia, you know, in just people just all over the world. And it's just a lot of fun to be able to talk to everyone. And I just, I couldn't even visualize this when I was younger, I mean, I just never would have, I mean, of course, internet wasn't even around. So I would have never thought of being able to talk to people so easily. You know, back then it was so expensive just to even call on a cell phone. <laughs> so, you know, well, heck, we didn't have cell phones when we were, when I was young. So, you know, it's just such a different world now. And it's just, it's, it's just really neat. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really blessed to be able to talk and work with people like you, Ashley, but um, anyway, but now before we go, please tell our listeners how they can find you and how they can work with you. If they're looking for an OBM or do you also do training for new OBMs or anything now, Ashley? Yeah, I have offered mentoring or coaching for OBMs. I do ClickUp coaching or I do VIP days for ClickUp, Dubsado and SOP manuals. We offer a range of services, as you can see, but the way to contact me is my website, gpvirtualservices.com. And 
yeah, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram as well, Instagram, GP Virtual Services, and then Facebook will be just my name. You can friend me on there, Ashley Weigel, and that's a hard name to spell and say, but it's W-E-I-G-L. <laughs> but yeah, just reach out and, and I'm always happy to answer questions, you know, assuage any doubts that you might have, but that's where you can find us at. And I'll have all the, the information and all the contact information for Ashley in the show notes so that you just have to click on it and you'll be able to find her. All right, Ashley, it was such a pleasure interviewing you. Like I said earlier, I miss talking with you and going over business strategies, you know, as you keep me in line. <laughs> and I can't wait until we're able to work together again. Oh, I, I was so excited to see this opportunity come open to be able to have this chat with you and to be able to be on this podcast with you. So excited to be here. It's like you mentioned before, it's so thrilling the way Zoom has opened up the entire world to us and given me a lot of places I can now go travel to because I love to travel. So. Yes, yes. And Actually, we are traveling there because I'm with Lauren's group. So she's told us about it. And I think it's in the spring or winter springish coming up. So I am so, so excited. But anyway, Ashley, thank you again. And I can't wait to talk to you again and talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a review below and send me a DM on Instagram to let me know. If you're ready to start a podcast, or if you think podcast management or editing is something you would like to niche down and do, make sure to schedule a free consultation with me. The link is below in the show notes. I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you next time.